the moment had come. I was going to interview the man behind Twitter's Secret Tour Pro account, an account that featured over 50,000 followers, who seemingly had a direct contact with some of the biggest names in golf, and who might even be a European Tour golf star. I had convinced the STP to come on my Golf Unfiltered podcast. It was a moment I never thought was possible. He's got almost 60,000 followers. By this point, you're sort of hooked on the STP. You know, this individual got taken for more of a ride than any of us did. What this has become is something much more than just people having fun on a social media account. Welcome back. As I mentioned in episode one, perhaps the biggest draw to the Secret Tour Pro was guessing which famous professional golfer he actually was. Ever since his Twitter account started tweeting, I was fascinated by the possibility that he could actually be a pro golfer in disguise. As it turns out, I wasn't the only media member who wanted to believe that was true. Well, I think like everybody else, I was very intrigued by it. Uh, you know, he had some, or he or she, who knows, had some great, uh, great tweets, some great info. This is Alex Myers of Golf Digest. I think we were all pretty new to, to Twitter. At least I was, I know I had had account, an account for a few years, but it was really to monitor stuff. And, uh, you know, it had only been probably a couple of years of getting in the mix and a lot of golf, a lot of PGA tour pros weren't even on Twitter yet. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it was it was definitely exciting to to kind of be getting this info from from such an insider, from someone who was right there, uh, you know, on the tour. At least we kind of thought he he was legit at first. Back in 2016, Alex wrote a daily blog called The Loop for GolfDigest.com, and would sometimes use or reference something the Secret Tour Pro tweeted. At one point. Alex also wrote a blog trying to identify who the STP was by combing through the Twitter account. You know, I wrote like a, a funny little post kind of trying to like identify him and using some of those clues and trying to put it together. And, you know, he he reached out to me right after that and said, oh, I love that. That was great. So, it, you know, it really was all a game to, to him in a way. Catch Me If You Can is a great uh, comparison there because – there were these little clues, um, and and we all just kind of assumed that they actually led to somewhere. But uh, at the time, it was at least fun. Others, like John Sherman and Kenneth Quillian, would just post email interviews with the STP on their own sites. Another prominent blogger, Ryan Ballingy, was also keeping an eye on the STP on his website, thegolfnewsnet.com. I really became aware of Secret Tour Pro as an account in in 2015. It's it was starting to amass a following and started to kind of get coverage as this curiosity in the in the golf media space of who is this person? Why do they have tweets detailing specific, very specific rumors that you would hear if you were covering a tour stop routinely? And the, the general public might not know. 
Ryan touches on something there that many of you may still be asking yourself. What made this idea that the STP was, in fact, an actual tour pro or tour pros? Why were so many people inside and outside of the golf media space convinced this person was legitimate? I'll let Ryan explain. The, the things that Secret Tour Pro tweeted that, that stuck out with me were largely equipment related, but sometimes he would talk about appearance fees or how much a player was getting for a contract. It was more the business of golf stuff, dollars and cents type of things. So having those kinds of detailed pieces again, kind of added to the mystery of who this person was, because those are the kinds of dollars and cents things that you could you could hear at a tournament. You could hear if you were a professional golfer. To build on that a little, many of the rumors that originated from the STP account, especially when it came to equipment contracts, would later become fact. Remember, this was 2015 and 2016. In 2016, Nike would announce they would stop manufacturing golf equipment and golf balls. At the same time, players like Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Michelle Wee, Brooks Kepka, and many others were playing Nike equipment. Adidas announced it was considering selling off TaylorMade. Other players like Zach Johnson, Billy Horschel, and James Hahn were signing contracts with a startup golf company called PXG. In fact, almost a month before PXG announced those signings, the STP account named them. The point being... Rumors and actual moves and equipment changes were circulating constantly, and the STP was often ahead of the actual media reports of those signings. Anyway, back to my interview with STP. If I'm being honest, I always imagine someone like Ryan or Alex being the first to land an exclusive audio interview with the actual Secret Tour Pro. By coincidence or dumb luck, the STP agreed to talk to me on the record on the Golf Unfiltered podcast. But in negotiating his appearance on the podcast, I initially had to interview his assistant, a man who would not go by his own name, but rather the moniker of Secret Tour Pro's assistant. It was a weird arrangement, and I was now dealing with someone that I had never heard of before, or at least I didn't suspect was somebody I was communicating with all along. So you could imagine at first I was a bit disappointed. In conversations we had planning the podcast appearance, I knew right away that the voice of the assistant, the person I was listening to on the other end of the phone, wasn't that of Bern Viesberger, Rory McIlroy, Jeff Ogilvie, or Nicholas Colsarts, the player that I was led to believe I was messaging on BlackBerry. What I did know, or at least thought I knew, was that this was someone closely affiliated with those golfers who had a direct line to information that might give me an edge on competition in the golf media space. When I weighed the pros and cons of featuring a man associated with STP, but not actually the secret tour pro himself, I decided to move forward on this premise. It couldn't hurt me. In fact, I had everything to gain. Listening back to the interview years later, you can almost hear the excitement in my voice as I stumbled over words introducing STP's assistant. We wanted to have something special for you guys t uh, today on the last episode of the year, and I believe that we have delivered. Uh, on the phone with us today uh, is a very special guest who is 
closely affiliated with Twitter's Secret Tour Pro. In fact, I am speaking to, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, the assistant of the Secret Tour Pro. How are you today, sir? Good, thanks. Yourself? I'm doing very well, and thanks. uh... I was still recording my podcast directly from my outdated PC laptop on a hand-me-down microphone. Things like sound quality and editing were the furthest things from my mind at the time. I just wanted to get this content out to the world because no one had interviewed anyone associated with the STP, at least in audio format. The episode followed a simple agenda. Why was the account created? Who was associated with the account? And what additional top secret news could STP's assistant share with my podcast audience? The intent was never to directly identify who STP was by name, but rather to draw the curtain back a bit and give everyone a peek inside the STP Twitter account and how it was run. I started our conversation with an obvious and, again, hindsight being what it is, a slightly naive question. I think the first question, sir, that I have to ask for you is obviously this person who is the secret tour pro is an actual touring professional, correct? That, that is correct, yes. And this person, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, does he currently hold uh, uh, status on the PGA and European Tour, or just one or the other at this point? No, no I, still, I still think he has dual status on both tours, so yeah, that's both PGA and European Tour, yeah. The next question was also a simple one. Why? Why was this account created? Uh, was the account Secret Tour Pro started to give only an inside look or was it more of a creative outlet for someone that wanted to do this but certainly couldn't under his real name it, it was a bit of both um you know we funnily enough it was myself as the secret top pro we're, were having a drink one night and he told me about a rumor that was going to happen and funnily enough it, you know it came off at the end of life and you know i said to him wouldn't it be great if you could have you know said to people before it all came out you know, and I'd had some, you know, kind of self-satisfaction in people and, and being a bit of a gossip or, or, or breaking news to people. And, and the STP does like that. So at least with the secret, anonymous, you know, with a bit of help from here and there, you know, that person can be very honest, give people information that they're not ever going to see and they can do it comfortably and, and kind of, you know... And the knowledge that they're not really going to get told off by anyone or anything like that. They try not to to you know divulge in too much information, but um, you know they they try and keep it so people are interested, not stuff that's really shouldn't benefit or shouldn't shouldn't go beyond, let's say, player level, if that makes sense. Now keep in mind, at this point, I was convinced that I knew who the Secret Tour Pro was. I firmly believed Nicholas Colsarts was the main user. And at one point in the podcast interview, I doubled down on this, suggesting that I know who the STP really is. And I was excited to have a level of access no other media member had. Um, I will disclose that I, I am aware of who the person is, but I have been sworn to secrecy, and I certainly will not be disclosing that to anyone, no matter who asks me. <laughs> the entire interview was only 30 minutes or so, but we covered a lot of ground. At multiple points in the interview, the STP assistant uses phrases and pronouns like we and what are we trying to do? 
stuff like this you're not going to see on a day-to-day basis. You know, so we'd like to think that the information we bring to Twitter is sometimes yes, you would take it with a pinch of salt. You know, some of the sponsorship deals that we've uh, broken over the last couple of weeks with DJ and Jordan Spieth and, and Jason Day. He also mentions that multiple people in the media and on the professional golf tours know who is associated with the Twitter account. Uh, many a good player, good pro, you know, warranted tour member or official, you know, they've all vouched for, you know, who is behind the account. There is a few guys out there on tour, some coaches, a few media guys that do know who is behind the account, and, and that is... This added a layer of intrigue and mystery that many didn't realize previously. We also discuss how those running the account decide which rumors to share and how he feels about the people that doubt who exactly is running it. You know, they, they, they might look to people as a bit of a, a long shot, big gamble, but this isn't stuff that's going to be reported on just on, on, on Golf Channel, for example. So the majority of people do enjoy it, but yes, there is a few people out there that do do doubt the credibility behind the account. And that leads us to a conversation about something the STP account shared that really put it on the map. On July 30th, 2015, STP tweets that a reliable source has told him that Tiger Woods and Chris Como are no more. I think one of the biggest ones that was kind of mentioned to us this year was obviously about the Tiger Woods and, and Chris Como Right. They've, they've split up and have they not? Have they? Have they not? That kind of did take a bit of... Now, we all know Tiger Woods is the needle, as they say, when it comes to the world of golf. And this news was no different. The tweet wasn't just retweeted over and over again. It also showed up in the golf forums across the web, from Reddit to Golf WRX, to the point that it sent other online publications scrambling for confirmation or simply writing their own only half-substantiated stories. But it was very clear. The STP account got everyone's attention. I mean, from, from we were told by a very reliable source, ultimate reliable source that's given this numerous stories along the way, that it was going to happen. And I also checked in with a couple of journalists in America if they'd heard of the same story or the same rumor or, or anything like that. And, and they had... But they decided to not, not you know, they had no solid evidence to go with, if that makes sense. I think it was a quick lens. And, and then we brought the news on the Wednesday, and he wasn't there on Wednesday, then he wasn't there on Thursday, and then people kind of ran with this. I think Golf Channel went with it. A few other people went with it and asked Tiger the question. And, and then all of a sudden, Chris kind of arrived very, very quietly on Friday morning. He kind of arrived in a private jet, from what I understood. And Another moment in the interview that stuck out to me was when the STP assistant references the many photos and screenshots that the Twitter account was known for. In response to my question about the many Twitter followers who doubted their authenticity, STP's assistant assured me they were valid photos taken from tournament sites, hotel rooms, and airports around the country. There's plenty of people out there that will say, yeah, you're not a top row, you're not this, and you, you know, your pictures are all from whatever. That's, that's absolutely fine. But there is pictures that are posted, that are completely legitimate. Guys know that, and I think the majority of the, you know, they all think it's great fun and they all enjoy the entertainment and they all enjoy the insight that the STP brings to, to Twitter. In fact, many of the account's photos and tweets centered around airports, airplanes, and other aviation travel patterns that often coincided with European and PGA Tour events. Little did I know, 
the STP had quite the interest in these topics. Hold that thought. The final question I had for the STP assistant was something to the effect of, what could we expect from the account in the coming months? And he hints at a potential website or blog. That's a good question. I think we, I think at the minute we're quite happy on Twitter, having a bit of a laugh and a joke with people. Maybe a website in the new year. Who knows? A bit of a blog. But I think I think if you start writing a bit of a blogs and what you've done and what you've seen, I think it might just open up a few cracks of the real STP is. But yeah, I mean, you know, watch this space and let's see what happens from it, shall we? The rest of the interview was about other rumors regarding equipment manufacturers, players on the tour. We trade rumors about Robert Allen being the event surrounding his night out in Hawaii. Nothing groundbreaking necessarily. I still remember finishing the interview with the STP, hanging up the phone, turning off my computer, turning off the microphone, and kind of sitting back and just realizing, wow, this might have been it. This might have been the moment when I interviewed a guest that was going to put me over the top, so to speak. Now, look, I I know how that sounds, but anyone who's ever ran a website or written for a publication or hosted a podcast had that moment where they wanted to get that big guest. No matter what we say or what we think or believe, we all do this for attention. We want people to listen. We want people to read the words that we write. And I believed Whether it was a tour pro or not, the man behind the secret tour pro Twitter account got me over that edge. In a way, I felt accomplished. I felt like I knew something that others didn't. And yeah, a part of me still felt that I had a direct connection to some touring professionals that nobody else had. Following the podcast episode, which got a fair amount of attention compared to other episodes I had recorded at that point, the listener feedback started to pour in. Much of it was what you'd expect after interviewing a mysterious anonymous guest. You know, this guy is incredible, or there's no way this guy's telling the truth. I brushed off many of the naysayers because, again, I knew. But a few months after the podcast interview, all of that would change. At some point after the interview, I wrote a blog similar to what Alex did on GolfDigest.com. It was my turn to have some fun and try to piece it together, using pictures and tweets from the STP account, which pros I believed could be behind the account. Before the day was over, I would pull that blog post down from my website. Some of those naysayers I mentioned, between the podcast interview and the blog post, they had reached a tipping point and had enough because they were people who had contact with the Secret Tour Pro Assistant. I started receiving email after email from them telling me their experience, even a few who had met the STP Assistant in person. And it was made very clear to me that what all of us, Ryan, Alex, myself, and thousands of others, thought was just a harmless Twitter account sharing gossip and equipment news about the PGA Tour was something very, very different. While I was being made aware of all of this, at the same time something else was occurring on Twitter and other golf websites that I was not aware of. It seemed with all the attention the STP account was getting, it also meant there was a lot more scrutiny around some of the things the account was posting. And there was a chorus growing. 
I should say, listeners, right from the start, that I have now been contacted by five different people. Oh, like you said, I, you put that blog up. I've given you a really secret as a new account. I can tell you 150% for sure he's not a tour pro. Next time on Golf Stories Volume 1 Secret Tour Pro. Golf Stories Volume 1, Secret Tour Pro, is hosted by me, Adam Fonseca of GolfUnfiltered.com. It's co-written and produced by Chris McEwen of McEwen Media. Thanks for listening.